Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. From Married at First Sight, season 10. I mean, Mika, we got to tell you, we are coming for Kevin Frazier's job. On the, now we're addicted to this damn show because of you and Amber Bowles and all these fun people that we've got to interview. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm excited. So, Mika, well, first of all, we love that you're from the D.C. area because, you know, our podcast is D.C. based. So A.J. grew up in downtown D.C. I've lived over in Arlington, Virginia for years and years. So it was really cool to see that season 10 was in D.C., Yes, yes. I'm actually originally from Baltimore, though, but I live in Laurel now, so I'm kind of like right in between. Yep. And were you were you in Laurel when they when they cast you? Yes. Okay. Okay. So how long ago? What was it now? Like two years ago that you were actually cast? No, it's been like a year. Oh. Not even. Not even a year. 
Okay. Oh, wow. They're fast. They turn around yeah. rate as fast. <laughs> yeah. Mika, we got to tell you, because we had Amber Bowles on this show, but I mean, I think your relationship with Michael, your marriage, had to have topped even Amber. All the shit. I mean, when you want to talk about a pathological liar, we were just talking to you before we went live. Michael actually lied to you and told you that he was a yoga instructor. You show up to take his class, only come to find out he's the janitor. Girl, were you like dying laughing through this whole process? At what point did you go, all right, this is, they have, this is a joke. I think probably the yoga thing was when I was like, okay, this is a joke. Because the thing about it is, once I realized who Michael was, it was, I was almost always skeptical. Like, if he told me something, I would always be like, hmm, I don't really believe that. But the one thing that was, like, completely left field was yoga. Like, I I never questioned it. I never thought he's not a yoga teacher. It never crossed my mind. So when I'm at this class and I'm excited to, like, support him, and these people are like, oh, no he's actually not a yoga teacher i'm like okay what's next like <laughs> okay I, I literally say like am i being punked like is this a joke like can, can we just come out with ashley kutcher now and he can tell me that this <laughs> is all, <it's> a joke <laughs> like, mika at that point do you go to producers do you go to producers and go okay you know what's going on here you know you, you guys because my understanding is we've been told that you guys go through extensive, like a psychological background. You go through a sociologist, like all these, this screening. So did you ever have an issue with them as you were going through this process? I think I did initially until I realized actually how good Michael is at what he does. (laughs) Like at first I was like, I don't understand. Like, how is it that I asked for somebody honest and I did not get somebody that's honest. But then like I talked to my family and I talked to my friends and I realized he is so good at deceiving people. Like he puts on this front and people really do think that he's like this stand up good guy. He's genuine. But I think a part of what helped me through the process was the relationship that I had with my producers. Because I could go to them and be like, he's literally like crazy. Like, I don't know. I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do. And they would like help me do it. And like, I don't think they ever looked at me as like being anything other than a woman who was fed up and like in a messed up situation that she really didn't want to be in. So I think it was nice that they understood where I was coming from and they could help me in that way. But yeah, multiple times when I left the yoga studio, the first person I texted was my producer. I was like, Oh my God, literally I just went there for nothing. And my producer was like, no way. Like, so we would talk about these things all the time. And and the, even the story of the Groupon, right? Cause you guys actually never went to Jamaica, but he, he apparently showed you. And do you think it was for, Forged or how he came up with a Groupon for dolphin rides in Jamaica, but then you had no, you had no intention of taking you. No, I think he actually did buy a Groupon to go swimming with dolphins in Jamaica. But I think there's two things. Number one, he knew that we were never going because he knew we were, right. But like the reason why he did it is because he wanted to look good. Like he wanted to be on TV. I'm like, look, like I bought her these things to Jamaica. Like me and her are going to everybody be like, oh my god, he's such a good guy. And I don't think this as much showed because it was hard to, like, capture this. But he is very, very, very big on his reputation. Like, that is, like, the driving force behind a lot of what he does. And so for him, it was like, oh, my God, like, this will help my reputation. Like, women will look at me and be like, oh, my God, like, he's going all out. Like, he's doing so much. And it's just a one-month anniversary. But really, he was going to take me. Like, he knew what's going to happen. Doesn't he think his reputation is going to get tarnished by completely lying on TV? Well, I think he thought 
number one, he was better at lying than he actually is. Okay. And number two, I don't think he ever expected to be with a woman like me. Like, I don't think that right. it ever even crossed his mind that he would be with somebody who would catch on to what he was doing and who would call him out on it. Because he's probably not used to dealing with women like me who are like, no, I'm not going to stand for that. Absolutely not. Not today. I think he's used to women just being like, I mean, that was a little white lie. It was weird, but whatever. We'll still date. And like, I thought this was weird, but I didn't feel comfortable saying anything about it. Like he, like multiple women have reached out to me and said that they've had the same experience with him. But like, wow, been brave enough to call it out. So wow, that's great for you. I mean, and I can't imagine these women putting up with it in the in his past. Why do? But why do you think Michael wanted to be on the show? Because because after like talking with Amber Bowles and watching the show, I'm often curious. I mean, are they paying these guys? Why do you think he wanted to be on the show? I think there's two reasons. I think he figured it would help his reputation. Like, he has this um, podcast or I don't know really what he has going on, but it's something. (laughs) And I think it was partially that. But I think also, number two, the idea of him having a wife who no matter what was going to be with him, who was going to make money, who was take care of him who was gonna do all of these things like i think that part was also appealing to him having a second income and being able to like now live with somebody and like not having to pay as much and maybe this person will come with all of these things that he didn't already have okay i mean yeah aj did you have a question i mean i this is so fascinating to me because yeah it just seemed like from the start he never really wanted to make it work right yeah no (laughs) now mika you are already very successful there's tons of things out there about you your family your financial situation we had actually read that they already you already have like a ticker of your net worth that someone said you're worth four hundred and fifty thousand dollars (laughs) and oh is that not true we were like you better be giving us business tips (laughs) there's like a counter of how much you're worth How did they come up with that? <laughs> we were asking. We were like, but I don't think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I've got my business together, but in 450000 I don't know. Yeah, not that much. <laughs> okay, what's your, what's your day job? Are you an analyst? What do you do in Laurel, Maryland? Yeah, I actually just switched companies. Um, I've been working at a company for the past two weeks, but by background, I'm a data analyst. Okay, got it, got it. Well, you're on your way to making 450000 I would it's keep true. that rumor out there. I thought that was like, it was so random. It was like, and yes, Mika is worth 450000 I'm like, how did they get to this? Okay. And, now, yeah. wait, Mika, have you heard anything fr- from Michael since season 10 ended, which, you know, was just a couple months ago? Like, have you heard anything from him? Do you talk to him? I don't talk to him at all, no. Good for you. And that's the thing, too. I also was so proud of you because you have you're very mature for 25 years old. Yes. And I thought it was very insightful. You never consummated the marriage. You know, we've had people on this show on reality shows. They have sex with the person like two hours after meeting them. I give you a lot of credit. You what what made you say? Did you just know from the start? Like, look, I got no chemistry with this guy. It's not going to work. I'm going to just I'm not having sex with him. How'd you make that decision? I think, honestly, if you watch the clips before the wedding, I was very much open to consummating my marriage if it felt right. Like, if the chemistry was there, I was like, you know what, I'm fine with that. Like, we're both adults, we're married. But I never felt safe. I never felt like I could give my body to this man. Like, that's the best way I could describe it. I didn't say on day one, I'm never having sex with this man. But on day two, when he gave me an ultimatum, I was like, this is going to be very hard for me to move past this. Like, I'm not saying that I absolutely won't, but it'll be very hard. And as time went on, I was like, I literally, 
it's hard for me to look at you. It's hard for me to talk to you, let alone like give my body to you. Yeah. Have you have you ever been placed in that situation of where a guy gives you an ultimatum, right? Like, were you prepared for this or you just were like standing strong to your beliefs and being like, I am not going to give in to you wanting to have sex with me on the honeymoon? I've had ultimatums, but I've never, ever, ever had an ultimatum around sex. I've right. Been- I always say that I'm fortunate enough to, that I've never been in a situation where I've been like sexually abused or raped or anything. And I'm so grateful for that. I pray every day that I've never been in that situation. So like for me, it was number one off putting because in general, I don't do well with ultimatums. Like if you give yeah. me an ultimatum, I'm going to do the opposite just to prove a point. Like I don't ha- I don't feel like I have to give in to whatever a man says in order to have a man. Like that's never been me. And if you feel like, I'm not getting her to do what I want to do. So I'm just going to tell her she's either does this or I'm out. Then you can walk. There's the door. Like, I don't, I don't need to like give my body to you so that you can what like me. Like it's, it's not right. Serious. And Mika, like on the show. So, uh, okay. You, you got, you were very strong in that. And we see all these instances where Michael either lies or gives you this ultimatum then says he didn't do it. Was there another situation like the group on like the yoga lie that didn't make the show? Where you were like, oh my God. There's just so many situations that like. He's like, so many. Like when I tell people that what y'all saw was probably a quarter of the lies I dealt with. Like, wow. There were so many more. Like those were the big ones and the ones that were like the most important. There's all these small little white lies. Like he lies about taking trips and he lies about things that he said and like relationship and one time oh my god this is the most random lie so one time when he had quit his job quit his job at the end we were talking and i was like well this just makes me uncomfortable because i'm nervous like you don't have income what happens if you don't find a job for another six months like is it on me to make sure that we would like be able to sustain our lifestyle He's like, no, like, I always have money. Like, I make sure I have a way no matter what. I'm never broke. You can ask my friends. You'll ask any of my friends and they'll tell you I'm never broke. And I literally look at him and I'm like, Michael, your friends have said the opposite. He's like, well, my friends don't know anything. They don't even know. what I'm like, okay, Michael, like, I don't understand. So, like, it was those little things where he literally cannot tell the truth about anything. What did, okay, did you ever talk to like his parents off camera or any other friends or relatives? Because, you know, the big thing too was a lot of people felt like, you know, Michael is adopted, but anytime that you guys would have a crisis, he would sort of pull the adoption card, you know, and pull like his childhood card. Did anybody ever say to you, like, do you think he really was super messed up from, from that experience? Or do you feel like that was just way overblown and everybody in his family was like, look, we don't know where this is coming from? I think he uses his adoption as a crutch. I think mm. being adopted, I'm sure it has to be hard. I'm sure you have to question who you are and like why your parent didn't want you or like why you feel like you aren't good enough. But at 30, however old he is, you cannot be a pathological liar and say that this has happened because when you were three, you were adopted. Right. Like being adopted doesn't make you a pathological liar. It just doesn't. Right. <laughs> But to your question, no, I have never honestly talked to any of his family off camera. His family never. I've never talked to family off camera. I've talked to a lot of his friends off camera, like a lot of his friends, actually two of his friends that I had never even met before. Like these are two random guys 
had reached out to me after the honeymoon and were like, hey, like, we just want to, like, get drinks with you. Don't tell Michael. And I'm oh. like, okay. I, like, go to get drinks with them. And they literally were telling me he's a, he's a liar. He, we know that you came into this for genuine reasons. And we don't want him to mess you up and to make you look differently when you see men after this because you're so messed up from this experience. And we, I sat with them for probably three to four hours. And they were just, like, telling me Damn. all these done to other women, like, all of these lies that he's told, how they told him they didn't want him to do the show. They feel like he was doing this to, like, help help his brand. And, like, literally all of these things. Imagine you just meeting somebody not even two weeks ago, and you're hearing all of these things from their friends. Like, it's just like, okay, so I knew I wasn't crazy. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, deuces. We got to get out. So his friends reached out to you. Did any of his exes reach out to you? His exes reached out to me, but it's been after the show. After okay, okay. The three people that he dated reached out to me and say that they've had the same experience. Oh, you're like, okay, glad I dodged that bullet. Okay, yes. Mika, what about, so obviously you guys are all from the D.C. area. What about anybody else on the show? Did you become friends with any of the other women, any of the other couples? Who'd you like? I like all of the other women. I'm I'm still close with all of them, and I love Jess and Austin together. Like, they are the cutest, and literally every time I see them, I'm just like, I love y'all so much. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad that this worked out for somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And where where did you guys shoot around D.C.? At one point, it looked like you almost shot down around the wharf. Did you guys mostly shoot, like, in D.C.? Did you shoot mostly in Maryland? We didn't shoot in Maryland hardly ever unless it was, like, my apartment or... I think that's basically it. We mainly shot in D.C. and Arlington. Really? Are, are people so freaked out? Because, like, D.C. is not a place where production happens. So, like, how did people react to the cameras and everything? Yeah. I think usually they were just curious. They kept saying we were MTV. They're like, hey, MTV. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> not MTV. Oh my God, you're way too young to remember this, but like you could have just been like you were a VJ the entire time out there in Arlington. You're like, yes, no problem. VJ, MTV, we're doing a segment here. Like, <laughs> oh, Sarah, she said, what's VJ? Oh, yeah. it's like MTV used to have these VJs like in the late 90s, like early 2000s when you were like born. And it basically they would just, they would always host like an MTV music party after like at 2.30 or 3 o'clock when all kids were coming home from school that people used to watch like back before the internet. Anyway, and they were, they were always like casting VJs all across the country. Like they'd pop up in cities and they'd be like, oh, MTV's new VJ. And they'd be from like, I don't know, whatever, San Antonio, Texas, you know, like some random place. But anyway, way, like, yeah. way before oh. you were born. Okay, but that's the thing we were talking about. You're 25. Okay, now you're you're divorced, I guess, if people consider that from a reality show. Are you looking for serious love and, and to get married anytime soon? Or are you just going to, like, take the next couple of years, go out, date, live your life? I still feel like I'm ready to meet my person. But I don't want to date right now. So I don't know how I'm supposed to meet this person. <laughs> I have no idea, but I feel like I'm I'm just not really wanting to do the whole, like, go out with somebody a couple times, like, have fun with them, and then it just fizzles out. Like, I it's just, like, so time-consuming. I don't really want to go through that, but I'm excited to meet my person. I'm, like, I'm, I'm excited to, like, start a life with somebody. I bet. Yeah. yeah, you've got so much time, though, with, like, work and love and, yes. And, and were you one of the youngest people that they've ever cast? Or, or yeah, you were, right? 
I think they've casted a 24-year-old before, but I'm probably top five youngest, yes. Yeah, and how do you think that impacted your experience? you think some of the other, you know, couples that were a little bit older, um, you know, were more willing to make it work? I mean, certainly you were from your perspective, but do you think being younger was an advantage or disadvantage? I think it was a disadvantage because two things. Number one, people had already judged me once they saw my age. They were like, oh, she's 25. She's not ready. Like she hasn't lived long enough. She hasn't done enough. So that helped, that hurt me. And then number two, anytime that there was any situation that I didn't handle the best, it was automatically because I was young. Where if um, I was worried, things, it would just be like, oh, well, maybe because of her life experiences, this is why she reacts this way. But it was like, see, this is why you don't cast 25 year olds. See, this is this is exactly why we need older people. But it's really not that black and white. Yeah, no. You spoke so eloquently, like as Sarah was saying, you sounded so much older than how you actually are. And how did you deal with all the bad comments? Like if there were any comments about your age, you know, like you're not ready to deal with all those comments, right? From everybody else. I think I wish I had been more prepared for how harsh the internet is. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the it's worst. worst. <laughs> they are mean. Yes. <laughs> what did people write? What did people write? Were they just nasty about you? I mean, I would think most of it was directed towards Michael, but what would they Michael. say? I think the hardest part was before people saw why I was acting the way that I was acting. So it was probably up until episode 10 is when people were just like, just so mean to me. But I heard I'm mean, I'm miserable, I'm aggressive, I'm an Ugh. angry black woman, I make black women look bad. No. Um, Pitbull, I heard one time, I talked down to him, like, I'm condescending, like, just literally all of these things that I've never considered myself, like. Michael's a liar, so. I know, yeah, I wondered how, too, like, being a black couple on the show, you know, do you feel like you got harsher criticism? Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, 
or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. Going into it, that's the thing. I knew going into it that I could do the same exact thing and I can handle a situation the same exact way as a white woman, and I'm gonna get more criticism. Like, so that was something that going into it, I just knew it would happen. Yeah, that totally sucks. And that, um, and I'm, you know, it's great that you're willing to speak up and say that. And I think, in yeah. seeing the comments, I felt that way too. That people were pretty. I thought, and even to, you don't even. Look, whatever Michael is going through, it's like you do kind of hate to see these men over and over get torn down. Some of them rightfully so. But, you know, there was a lot, I think, directed to him as well. So, yeah, that. thank you for sharing that. Now, tell us about your mom because you grew up. Your mom raised you guys. Single mom. You have five, four other siblings, right? Five of you total. What did your mom say about the experience? Did she was she worried about the way it would portray you or was she happy that you did it? So originally when I told my mom, she was super excited. Honestly, she thought I was going to tell her that I was pregnant. So she was just happy. <laughs> You're like, I have an announcement, mom. Not a baby. Like, <laughs> so she, before, she was like, she felt like I was ready. She felt like this was the next step in my journey. My mom did start to get nervous about how I would be portrayed when it started coming out. And it's almost like in the beginning, 
there would be these scenes where I would be upset, but it wasn't fully explained why I was so upset and like what was happening that was contributing to like how I was interacting with Michael. So that made her nervous and it made me nervous too. I was like, oh my God, like if, if the scenes come out where I'm upset with Michael and I show that, I won't consider that as somebody portraying me as an angry black woman because those are things I said those are ways that I acted but if there's no context it's absolutely going to make me look like an angry black woman and that's what I didn't want but then at the end of it I saw how it all came together and it made sense the way that it was put together in a way that like the lies came out one by one and it like really made me feel good to start seeing them come out because I was like oh my god thank god (laughs) thank god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're like holding on by a thread there I would have been too I mean, yeah, because you don't know I'm sure you sign over basically all rights That they can they can sort of edit it and produce it the way they want Yeah, and the thing about it is like When people say, oh, it was the editing Like, I got a bad edit While I do believe that context can be left out They cannot make you say something that you didn't say They cannot make you into a person that you're not So like the theory that Michael is going with That like this show edited him to be a liar and made him a liar and he agreed with the producers that this would be his character like it's bs like yeah they, they make us do anything they can't portray us in any way that we didn't give them the footage to portray us in oh right i mean look i'm blown i'm, I'm convinced now they find the pathological lying men and then they cast them just to torture you women <laughs> i swear to god it has to be now okay what i did think too was very cool about you you also said you know you you spent a lot of time self-reflecting you like to take ownership for actions all that stuff so i'm wondering like too did you do you find that now with your platform because you did come from a single mom she was a, a strong woman raising you do you ever worry like oh my gosh okay was your dad in the scene at all when you were younger or do you or do you have contact with him now or does that worry you so i had a stepdad who was around for like most of my life and honestly so originally when i found out i was getting married he was here and i had asked him to walk me down the aisle and i ended up changing it because i honestly didn't feel comfortable doing it in the first place i didn't feel like he was giving me, like, the vibes of somebody that I would want to walk me down the aisle when I told him I was marrying a stranger. But I, like, <laughs> just still did it. And afterwards, I thought about it. And, like, my cousin who walked me down the aisle, he had been in jail literally my whole life from the time that my mom was pregnant with me until he just got out last year. And wow. there was all of these moments that he wanted to be there for and that he couldn't. Right. Like, all of these times that he would be like, I'm so proud of you. Like, even behind bars, like he would be so proud of me every single time we talked. And I wanted to give him that moment. Like, I thought that that was the moment that I wanted to get to him. And I thought it it made sense. And when I told my stepdad this, he was not very happy about it, which I get. Like, I would be mad if somebody asked me that and then took it away. So, I like, I get his frustration. But also, I feel like he could have understood where I was coming from. It's not like I'm asking you not to walk me down the aisle and I'm just picking some random man. Like, right. this is a person who is my cousin. Like, he's my blood. And all of these times that he wanted to be here and he couldn't. So yes, I want to like include him in a special way. And my stepdad like did not come to the wedding. He refused to come. He like was pissed about it. And honestly, that to me like showed me how, where I really stand with him. Because if you would let something like that stop you from being there with, we never knew that was going to be like my practice wedding, but you know, like he still could have came. We didn't know. Right, right. Well, you right. grew up with him. You know, you grew up with him. You have, you know, whether even close or not close, you know, he loves your mom. He supports your family. I mean, yeah, to not be there, that's, that is tough. Yeah. How do you, 
okay, Mika, talk to us about the whole dating scene in the DMV region because our area gets a ton of shit. A lot of people think like it's horrible. Everybody's a social climber where we are. So what do you think? Um, I think it's hard because there's a lot of options for both men and women. So I think anytime that there's a whole bunch of options, it just makes people less likely to want to settle down. And I think that's what kind of like drove me to want to be married at first sight in the first place is that it just seems like these people are like just wanting to date forever. Like, So I, I guess that's my experience. It could be different now, but it just seems like these people don't really want to commit and like start a life yep. with somebody. God, yep. I love you. That is so true of DC. You know what? It's such a dump, you know, with trying to date people that it drove you to do a reality show where you married a stranger. I think you just summed up dating in DC right there. I mean, that's how bad it is for us. I'm telling you, I've used to go out on the worst dates of all time. Like, I, I oh my God, AJ knows. Literally, a guy asked me out and then we got on a boat. He was like, oh, I just got to stop by a work event. And then he wanted me to host his work event and he put me on the VIP flyer. Yes. Oh my God, Mika, I could tell, I also went out with a guy whose brother was a professional clown and the guy called me and wanted to come and do like blow up balloons and make a balloon animal like on our first date. Uh, Favorite story. Gosh. I was. When DC, everybody is trying to like make it, you know, like. Yes. Like like, when you're meeting these men, because they're like driven and ambitious, but then you get the men who like don't really have anything to do. So they just try to do something to try to like make it. (laughs) And it's so true. And I dated a Michael too, a guy who told me he was in the service. He like drove a Mercedes. He supposedly had like a child in Vermont. And and none of the story ever added up. Oh God. He was such a, I mean, you know, look, he was amazing in bed, which was why I put up with it for a long time. So I don't know. Maybe Michael is just, you know, a stallion in the sack or something. Maybe that's why these women like do that. I mean, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I give you credit because if I want on a reality show I would want to have sex with these people just for the story so I you have way more morals than I do yeah I was open to it but it got to the point where I like I wasn't initially attracted to him but the more I got to know him the more I was like I could never be attracted to somebody like this like absolutely not right did I think about it at times like maybe this will make it easier like maybe the process <laughs> will be easier if we just had sex. Yes, absolutely. But then I was just like, I can't even look at him, let alone like have sex with him. You would not be turned on. Are you dating now in quarantine? No, I'm not dating. Uh, I would take a break. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is this is like yeah. torturous. You poor woman. You've got to deal with all the hate online. Michael is your ex. Now, what about, I, now how much interaction did you have with the other couples? Because some of the other couples, the guys were hot, the women were hot. And I also think if I were in your shoes, I might be trying to have sex with Derek or some of the other people. Did that ever cross <laughs> your mind? <laughs> No, never. <laughs> I interacted with them a lot, and I, I think that we were like we all, besides the obvious ones. But for the most part, we all like formed a bond. But I don't. None of the men are my type. Like no. I would not date any of the men. So I guess for me, if it was somebody that I was like, oh my god, like I would actually date this person in real life, maybe. But I was like, these people are my type. So <laughs> not attracted to any of you. <laughs> All right. What about another reality show? Has anyone has anyone approached you? I mean, you know, you'd be so good on so many shows, Naked and Afraid, or you know, Too Hot to Handle. Are you willing to do this again? Because once you're in the circuit, yes, you're, you're in. You're gorgeous. You got a banging body. We're on your Instagram. You look amazing in a bikini. I mean, you ought to just do bikini shots with your dogs all the time. True that. I mean, you look amazing. So, would you go on any of these other shows? Definitely not Naked and Afraid. <laughs> Me neither. I am so scared of that show. Naked and afraid producers are watching. It's a no for me. But I'm too hot to handle. I like I like the premise of that. I'm not gonna lie. So maybe. 
definitely not anything where I have to commit to marrying somebody. I'm not any. We're done with that. Knitting. And I don't know. It would. No, but you would win too hot to handle hands down because the whole thing is to not have sex with the people and look at your restraint. No, I would lose week one. You'd be on there week six. You'd have $400,000. See, you'd be worth 450000 Oh, but if they put a Lakeith or Ocho Cinco, I don't Ooh. know if I would have that much restraint. Like, Ocho Cinco, yeah. I got Ojo Cinco, oh my lord. I wouldn't have lasted an hour. I mean, you know, I'd be throwing myself at him. Now, if Derek was on there, my God, we'd all be rich. But, you know, it's like... (laughs) Oh, you are amazing. You are so much fun on this. You know, I I just hope you keep capitalizing on your fame. I thought you handled it so well. I love that you support other black women. I think it's so great. And I I hope that, that other black women, you know, are inspired by your strong positivity and your openness. I hope so. I'm hoping with my platform, I can inspire women to be who they are unapologetically and to never settle, like to know what you deserve. And if it's not that man, I don't care if y'all been together 20 years, you need to yep. pack your stuff and go. Like, I completely agree. If Michael calls you up in two months and says, Mika, I'm sorry, you know, I've received a ton of therapy, real therapy this time. He's and lying. I've changed. I've changed. I want, I want to take you out on a date. And, you know, my credit card is not going to bounce this time. And I want to, da- what would you say? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I literally said on my Reddit, one time I did an AMA on Reddit, and I'm like, God himself could come down to earth and say, Mika, give this man another chance. And it's not happening. Like, really? never. You have my promise. Never in life will this ever happen. Ever. <laughs> Under any circumstances. <laughs> Michael, wow. it's, it's a no for Michael. It is a no for Michael. My God. Okay. He has just, he he's out of here. All right. Wow. That's amazing. Oh my God. Well, you're, you're terrific. Thank you so much for being on this show. We wish you so much. We can't wait to keep following you. See where you end up. I mean, it's just so fun. Yes. And if there's anything you want to promote, a YouTube page, oh. Instagram. T- yes. Plug yeah, it all. What are you working on? Yes. Tell us where we can find you and what you're working on. So right now I'm, just started my youtube channel so i'm excited to be on youtube and it's called queen things with mika and it's basically relationship advice traveling vlogs hair tutorials like literally everything that you can think of i'll just be sharing like all the knowledge and kind of like the things that i know and the things that i have to go go through to get to where i am to help other women and inspire because that's ultimately what i want to use my platform for i just a hundred percent inspire women. Like that's all I want to do with my platform. Yeah, that's it. so. It's so great, and so many women. We all need it. I mean, my God, we're all struggling, you know, with with different things. And so your voice means so much. So I, I can't wait. We can't wait to follow you, and uh, we're gonna have to keep an eye on Michael too, and, and just see where he pops up. Oh, oh, we don't need to keep an eye on him. We know what he's doing. <laughs> oh my God, what? Last question. What is your favorite place to travel to? Because you've been everywhere, and I need a place to travel after quarantine. Favorite place that I've been to, I would have to say, this is such a hard question. (laughs) All of them. So, Thailand and Cuba. I love Cuba and I love Thailand. So, both of them so far, but it'll probably change in the next year whenever quarantine is over because I have a huge traveling list that I'm about to start crossing off. 
Okay, wait, I got one more question for you. Because <laughs> when I was on your Instagram, I was amazed at this. You took a picture with like a full-ass grown tiger. Do you ever watch Tiger King? I mean, how were you in, was that in Thailand? You were like in the cage. This thing, that motherfucker looked massive. And you were like laying down with it. That thing looked so, <laughs> co- I'm like, oh my God, you got balls. But did you see my expectations versus reality pose? You got to look at my highlights. Look at my highlights. And it's like literally what you see on Instagram versus what I actually did when I was with the tiger are completely different. Like that was just a good shot. I was terrified. She was terrified. Okay. Yeah. Because it, I, after watching Tiger King, now yeah. I know that they're like tranquilized and they usually like use them yeah. to they calm them down before. But I would be exactly the same. Freaked out. Oh my yeah. God. But I love animals. Like, I love yeah. doing stuff like that when I travel. Do you? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Because I was terrified. I was like, are you sure this tiger not going to kill me? Oh, right. my God. Right. You are brave. Yeah, that, I mean, because usually they give, like, little babies. You skipped over the babies. You went to the full-grown man. And I'm like, God, yeah, where okay. Where the cubs at? You, where are the cubs at? This is, oh, my God. Anyway, you're stunning. I love it. Yes, I think you should just become a bikini model with all these animals. I mean, you look great. Hot. 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 Yeah. Anyway, we love you. Please come back on this show after you, you know, launch the the um, YouTube and you're going and, and you've got amazing tutorials. You've got to come back. We adore you. Yes, of course. I'll definitely be back. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Yes. Like, was so fun. We love you. We want people to have great experiences. And yeah, we just, I mean, honest to God, we, we talk so dirty. So hopefully we didn't scare you off. Anyway. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay. Good to go. Lots See of ya. love to you. Be safe. Bye, Mika. Bye. 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 Bye.